Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Dr. Ali. She's back for part two of our episode about how to manage chronic pain during your breakup or divorce. Now, when you're going through a breakup, there is already so much uncertainty, overwhelm, so many difficult emotions to manage. And on top of that, if you are struggling with pain, then this is where you need to be. This episode is going to be packed full of tips to help you. So welcome, Dr. Ali, back to the show. Welcome. Thank you very much, Sarah. Great to be back. So tell us a little bit about why you got into this. I know in the last episode, you mentioned that you were in a quite horrific car accident, but maybe just refresh our memories about that so we understand where it came from and we can get some tips. Sure. So just before I started medical school, I was in a car with my ex-boyfriend and he raced another car up on the downs, rolled it and stopped just 20 feet from the cliff edge at Beachy Head, which is a suicide spot. I was taken to the local hospital and it was only by accident, really, that I found out I'd broken my back in two places. And then I had 25 years, if you can imagine it, 25 years of chronic back pain. So I really understand the trials and tribulations of chronic pain at a very deep level and how to manage it. What's your approach then to chronic pain? So with chronic pain, you can't just manage it with painkillers. And this is all that the allopathic approach really does, although that's not entirely true. I was fortunate to be in one of the first pain clinics in the country back in 1986, and that's at Hove near Brighton. So that really was the first pain clinic, the first place where they were introducing acupuncture and uh, visualization in managing chronic pain. Uh, so they were pioneers and pain clinics throughout the country now concentrate on the psychological approach to pain. But we're still in a position in our society where people are offended if you refer them with chronic pain to a pain clinic where they're going to approach it through mindfulness and CBT. And yet that is the only way to manage chronic pain. So you can't amazing. Yeah. Painkillers are only ever going to reduce your pain by 30%, even the strongest opiates. And people don't realize that. We expect these quick fixes. We've been taught to expect it. Medicine has been put on such a pedestal that we've been taught to expect it to make us better. I've had people with heart attacks expecting medicine to make them better. You're never going to get better from a heart attack. Prevention is far more important. That bit of heart muscles died. So when you've got chronic pain going on, whatever the cause, for me, it was uh, the after effect of a fracture um, and the um, biomechanical effects of that. For my daughter, it's a combination of fibromyalgia and scoliosis. Uh, For many people, for many women going through divorce and separation, fibromyalgia is a big thing and an increasingly common diagnosis. Um, And there are other causes of chronic pain like uh, lupus and other joint pains. And um, 
we need to be approaching it holistically. So I always come back to what I call a functional medicine pyramid, where we have the foundations of health along the bottom, which are things like the right nutrition. And we're not just talking, oh, I've got a good diet or my diet's better than average. You've got to be looking pristine at uh, nutrition if you want to manage chronic pain. We're looking at quality of sleep. We're looking at how you're managing your stress. We're looking at making sure you're having fun in your life. And it's interesting. When I started looking at this, I had been brought up, you know, I've been brought up in quite a workaholic entrepreneurial family. My parents started the first farm shop in the country. And uh, I had grown up very critical of myself. And I said, oh, no, I don't have any fun. And then when I started actually analysing it, I realised, oh, yes, I have fun hugging the dogs. And, oh, yes, I have fun walking in the garden. And, uh, you know, you realise that you are having fun. But acknowledging that is important. It's just as important as actually having fun, if you know what I mean. But also seeking it out. So try and have my mentor says five minutes of fun a day. I think it's a very easy to find at least five minutes of fun every day. So having fun, um, managing the stress and having a vision for your health. So this is an important foundation in all of my programs is actually creating a vision for your health, seeing what you're aiming at. And, and you, it's up to you how realistic you make it. You can say, like, in a year's time, I want to be running marathons. That's probably not going to work at an internal level unless you're already doing half marathons. But you have a vision for what you want your health to be like in 12 months or five years or 10 years. And that helps, that vision helps you to work towards it, helps you to stay the course. Because don't get me wrong, these lifestyle changes that you have to put in place, they're challenging, It's so tempting to have a croissant because it looks nice and you know it's going to taste delicious. It's so tempting to have a chocolate Easter egg uh, that's the wrong sort of chocolate, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So explain to me then, how does having a croissant impact on chronic pain? Oh, massive, massive. So one of the first things with nutrition and chronic pain is you need to go gluten free because gluten is causing inflammation in your body. And unfortunately, I have yet to find a, actually in my freezer has got some um, pan chocolate that are gluten-free, but I haven't tasted them yet. And I know they're not going to be healthy. So they're still in the freezer a year later. Um, I used to love those almond croissants. But sugar and gluten are things that are really going to increase your chronic pain. Some other things you need to be looking out for to try to minimize are alcohol. So if you're drinking excessively, some people drink excessively as a way to manage their the pain or manage their depression that goes with the pain. And don't get me wrong, I do understand personally the depression that goes with chronic pain. I used to cry every day when I was at medical school because you have to bring in lifestyle changes. You know, you have to accept I was brand new at medical school, broke my back four weeks previously. I didn't know anybody at medical school. It's not like I went with a peer group and I wanted to give a good impression and I had to lie down for lectures. I didn't want to draw attention to myself for the wrong reasons, but I had to lie down in lectures. I had to lie down at discos and I tried drinking on the painkillers once. It doesn't go very well. I woke up in the arms of a second-year medical student who was taking me through to one of the bedrooms, fortunately with my best interests at heart, but, you know, it could have been much worse, especially (laughs) now we're seeing in young people so much of this spiked drinks problems, and and my daughter indeed had a problem with a spiked drink, and she's got this big gap in her memory for that night. 
So, you know, you do need to be careful if you are taking strong painkillers about me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I understand now that obviously those things can make a difference. How much of a difference, though? Because obviously, you know, it's got to be a big difference to the pain levels if you're going to give up drinking and and sugar and gluten, the things that people might think, gosh, that's a big ask, but I'll do it if it's worth it. So, you know, what kind of difference can it make? It can make an enormous difference. Yeah, it's it's part and parcel of sorting things out. Uh, But the mindfulness is so important. Um, and one of the things I do is energy healing and teaching people visualization along with that vision for your health. I teach making a vision board for your health. So you can actually, and you can do that with canvas. You can have a virtual vision board, which is really fun because you have access to loads of great images there. Um, Canva is a graphic design software that's, that's, uh, it's a free version. So it's really cool. Uh, but the nutrition and also cellular nutrition. So a fundamental and important within what I do is the right cellular nutrition. So the right nutritional supplements that really go deep in helping the cells to talk to each other and the mitochondria to function properly. So we're going down micro microscopic level here. Um, If you can help your mitochondria to function properly, they can produce the energy. And that lack of energy is such an important part of chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, which so often go hand in hand with each other. Um, And vitamin D. So again, with my NHS hat on, I get frowned on, not by my the people in my practice because they really understand my functional medicine approach. But, you know, the CCG set, doesn't say that we can check vitamin D levels in people with chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia. And yet I've cured so many people of those problems just by finding out what their vitamin D level is. But when you get your result, ask for your actual values. You don't want the, the NHS normal is average. It's not for optimal health. It's adequate for average health, which means you're still going to have your fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. Yeah. But with gluten, what it's doing, it's uh, creating inflammation in the body. Your, Your joints, your muscles are going to carry on hurting. And also fats are really important. The right balance of fats. So in our diets, we tend to have too much omega-6 and not enough omega-3. The ratio tends to be wrong, which leads to your body producing pro-inflammatory cytokines and leukotrienes. So you're producing more of the inflammatory compounds that cause inflammation and pain in the body rather than the anti-inflammatory ones. Gosh, it is fascinating, isn't it? That actually, (laughs) unbeknownst to many of us, we are doing things that are actually causing the negative symptoms to get worse. And if we only knew more about it, then there would be simple ways without pumping ourselves full of drugs that could actually make a difference and help us dial that pain down. But are there ways to get rid of that pain or is it pain management at this point? It can be both. So I have seen people's pain improve completely. Uh, So, yeah. And as I say, I have people have resolved their fibromyalgia by just getting their vitamin D levels up to optimal levels, not minimal levels. But it is a whole person approach. And at the end of the day, these things are sent to us as these challenges are sent to us for us to grow. And there's that personal development that goes with chronic pain or divorce or, you know, there's so much personal growth. And I really think that we're here as spiritual beings to benefit from that. And I look back, I would never have pursued this functional medicine approach if I hadn't broken my back. Who would have thought that I'd look back at 53 
and say that devastating accident when I was 17 was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, it is interesting, actually. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be doing what I was doing if I hadn't been through a really tough divorce. And sometimes, actually, those experiences, the worst experiences, if you like, in your life can turn out to be, you know, some of the the best, create the best moments moving forward. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. So mindfulness, you touched on there. Tell us a little bit more about mindfulness and how you can use that with chronic pain. So mindfulness is key for managing in the moment. So when you're having a flare up of your pain, you know, you know how stressful it is. You know how tense your muscles are. But the tension is making the pain worse and the stress is making the pain worse. So the mental, the psychological stress is making the pain worse because at the end of the day, pain is the perception here of what's going on in the body. And so mindfulness can help us to get through that moment of severe pain. So a flare up of fibro, a flare up of arthritis and just sitting here for the moment and taking three deep breaths. And just being aware of your body and being aware of the sounds around you, it's just a first step. And if you feel your body, you can feel that maybe you've got a bit of muscle tension here and a bit of a, a, bit of a, a strain there. One of the first things that I dealt had uh, as part of my recovery from the broken back was something called Alexander Technique, which is a body repositioning. It's sort of teaching your body to have better posture, but in a allowing sort of a way rather than a forcing sort of a way. So at school, we all had we all aspired to have posture badges, which we get if we set up straight, you know. But it's much more allowing your body to get into the right position. And everything, you know, all of this is around allowing. All the personal development is allowing the possibility of this being a good thing to come to you. And if you can just allow your body to be there and just be aware of it and allow it to be there. So I've been having hypnotherapy for the last six months. And a lot of that's been about allowing the stress to be there as a knot, the fear to be there as a knot in my tummy, rather than criticizing it for being there. It's so interesting how far, how deep you can go with these things. And then, you know, you can take it a step further. I recommend doing the deep breathing and appreciation at least five times a day. You need to do it before eating. Otherwise, you won't assimilate the nutrients properly when you first wake up in the morning and when you go to sleep. But the appreciation is important. So as you're doing the breathing, you can just find something to appreciate. Appreciate your plate if you're about to eat. Appreciate the people, animals, plants that put that food there. And as I say, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper right through to meditation. So I do guided visualizations as part of my courses. Um, I take you to a meadow, an oak tree, a river, a garden. I take you to the mountains. These visualizations will take you out of the moment and stop you focusing on the pain. And then I do energy healing, which is using energy from source and that's whatever you believe in it can be your higher self it can be christ if you're a christian for me i've gone away from my rigid christianity religion to a more holistic spirituality i call it that's more embracing and less critical but letting that energy come in from the universe to heal somebody or to heal myself i do it every morning 
that and working through the chakras so that's another story of course working through the chakras um this all helps you with managing chronic pain and i do this every day it sounds incredible and i i would very much love to try some of those techniques with you so how can people find out more about this dr ali so i recommend that you come to my website which is drally.com that's d-o-c-t-o-r-a-l-l-i-e.com and send me a message there connect with me on social media so I'm on Facebook LinkedIn Instagram Twitter and uh, I am now on um, Clubhouse Clubhouse that's the one I've only been on it for two days. <laughs> I will be setting up rooms and doing talks in Clubhouse about this sort of thing. And uh, just connect with me. And every month we do a Let's Talk Menopause webinar, which is a f- uh, free webinar with Q&A with myself and a hypnotherapist and a personal trainer. And we talk about ways of combating perimenopause and menopause symptoms. Goodness, that sounds incredible. So one last question for you that I ask all my guests on my Hot Breaks Happiness podcast, because I think it's really important when you're going through any kind of difficult time in life to know that you'll move through it. But importantly, you need to understand what happiness is for you to be able to find it and recognize it when you get there. So what is happiness for you, Dr. Ali? Happiness for me is uh, probably sitting with my black Labradors having a hug or sitting in front of the wood-burning stove, looking into the flames and meditating on that and just watching the flickering or going for a walk in the woods, the bluebell woods. I mean, there's wood anemones out now. There'll be bluebells out within a few weeks. Um, And I just love being out in nature, having grown up on a farm, as I said. um, I have a deep connection with nature and the environment. So I can be truly happy and blissful in any natural situation. Oh, I love that. Me too. I'm I'm a big fan of the Bluebell Woods myself. So I will be on my way up there in a couple of weeks too. So thank you ever so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure and so much really helpful, useful information. I'm sure it's got everybody thinking. So thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you for having me. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to head on over to www.com drally.com that's d-o-c-t-o-r-a-l-l-i-e.com to find out more about how Dr Ali can help you with menopause or with chronic pain and lots more and I look forward to you joining me on our next episode that's it for today's episode of heartbreak to happiness Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to Sarah's virtual Heartbreak to Happiness retreat. This is a transformative combination of live webinars with Sarah herself, coupled with her empowering online video program designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sarah's gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Happiness.